doesn't even work, but I'm going to say it. Zelensky, I hardly know she. Get it? <laughs> yeah. I it's can. not great. It's very Oh, clunky. that's funny. No, I'm keeping that. It's not, it's not perfect, but it is what it is. I'm Grace. I'm Bridget. I'm Courtney. And this is the Gossier. We are going to start with our first segment, which is You Have to Tell Me, where we each bring in gossip and tell it to each other. So, Bridget, you have to tell me. The Tinder swindler is getting sued. Oh, yeah, baby. So this is crazy. Did you guys watch this doc? Oh, yeah, I loved it. I didn't watch it, but I feel like I heard everything I need to hear about it. That's absolutely probably I mean, true. I think, yeah, I don't know if it's a must watch, but I watched it like one Sunday where I was just lying on the couch. Yeah, and, it's uh, a it's a good junk thing. Yeah, to watch exactly. Yeah. I'm not a big documentary girl, but I saw enough um, discussion about it that I think I could if I was in a conversation where people were talking about it, I think I could bake my way through it. I guess Amazing. we're going to do that right now. So if you don't know, Tinder Swindler is a documentary on Netflix right now about a man who swindled women using the Tinder app. It's in the name. You guys got it's it. It's in the name. You guys get it. You're all caught up. Um, so one of the reasons why I think it's not a great doc is there are very few actual satisfactory moments. Most of it is just like a lot of cringe. And one of the biggest things while watching this is that, and I don't think I'm spoiling too much because you're going to be asking this. You're probably going to be Googling it before they reveal it to you. Part of the way he said he got his fortune is that he was part of the Lviv family who was, who is a big like diamond company. Yeah. And he photoshopped himself in their pictures. And so this is something he's been doing. I think we could safely say for years, he's been saying, I am part of this family and has been showing women the picture and has been um, fucking up their bank accounts and their credit scores. And he went to court for this. A Netflix documentary tracked at least three stories beginning to end. And just now, after all of this, he's getting sued by the diamond company. What took them so long? I wonder if they were embarrassed, you know, we talked about Anna Delvey before. Let's talk about Anna Delvey again. What if they were like embarrassed that this guy got away with it? I guess, though, they wouldn't care. Maybe they just wouldn't have known without this. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was just enough publicity. I feel like. They should have known like you should if you have okay, if you are worth that much money, you should just have a person on payroll looking up how people are using your name. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. Marketing wise. But if yeah, you think also- someone in marketing would be like, hey, not a big deal. But, but what just kind so of, you know, right. But what yeah. kind of diamond family are they? Because they could be like a jewelry store, in which case, yes look it up but if they're like just a diamond supplier to different jewelry stores they would not assume that people are like using their name you know well if they're worth i mean if you're worth more than a million dollars which if you are uh pitching diamonds i assume you are worth more than a million dollars i don't know i seem like this company was like pretty high up there like the the head of it was like a very important man well i feel like this is how i'm seeing it so imagine i got on tinder and i started telling people that i was a hilton 
and I photoshopped a bunch of pictures with Hiltons. Okay. I don't think like the Hilton company would find out. There's too much out there about Hilton. Like they're not. And if they find me like photoshopping a picture with Paris, they're not going to like be concerned that I'm defrauding anyone. You know, they'll just think like, oh, she wants to be in a picture with Paris. Okay, and that that would be true. But before the Netflix documentary, of course, there was a very viral article about how this man was swindling these women. Also, I think it would have came up in like. Just like even if the viral document didn't happen, if these people are going to court to sue this man for um, uh, uh, misidentifying himself and it's this rich person's name. So you think that would have enough SEO on their radar to say like, right, someone is going to court because they're saying they're part of our family. What what is the what are they suing him for? Because also, didn't he forge documents that made it look like one of the women was working for him at the diamond company? So, like, I can imagine if they're not just like annoyed, maybe that's like they're in where they're like that he forged like payroll papers or something. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't know if he went that far. The statement that the family made to E news. <laughs> oh, good. E news. Oh my god. Pardon my pronunciation, because is a name from Israel. Uh, Shimon Hayu is a fraud who stole our family's identity and has tried to exploit our good named con victims out of millions of dollars. He has no relation to the Lviv family and has no affiliation with our company LL Diamond. So I think they are trying to just get him on some sort of fraud. Yeah, that makes sense. If they have a diamond company, they probably have the resources to get a lawyer to find something. Oh, Oh, they have more than enough resources. Diamonds are not a good business. They're going to send him down into like a diamond mine. Um, I was going to ask, or no, I was just going to say the the thing that is so unbelievable about this guy is that he, he hasn't really faced any real consequences. Yeah. For what he's That's why done. I think it's so unsatisfying to watch because then right. you get to the end and you're like, and they're like, you he's fucking free. me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I, I got bamboozled. I got swindled. Grace, you have to tell me Sam Elliott is a homophobe. Okay. So Sam Elliott, who you probably know as being like the one actor you think of with a mustache at first, um, who was also in a star is born among other things he's known for like being a cowboy kind of even though fun fact he's from sacramento so just keep that in mind as we talk about this story so sam elliott went on merc Marin's podcast as men love to do (laughs) and he decided to take his time to talk about the oscar nominee power of the dog i've not seen power of the dog but as a kirsten dunst super fan i'm on her side it's my favorite movie. I heard it's really year. good. I think I might watch it. Um, it's slow, but the end is, oh, so juicy. Great. And for those who don't know what Power of the Dog is about, it's based on a novel. It's a Western with a closet with closeted gay people in it, basically. I didn't know there were closeted gay people in it until Sam Elliott decided to make some statements. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam Elliott basically said, this is the headline um, that a lot of places are, oh, let me find the right one. Hold on. 
Um, okay, so this is the headline that a lot of people are going with. Sam Elliott slams power of the dog as piece of shit, criticizes oh illusions God. of homosexuality. So his main complaint with it, he's got like, so he's got veiled homophobia, veiled misogyny, but mostly he's just like pro cowboy. This is a great quote. Um, there was a fucking full page ad out in the LA Times and there was a review, not a review, but a clip. <laughs> and it talked about the evisceration of the American myth. And I thought, what the fuck? What the fuck? This is the guy that's done Westerns forever. The evisceration of the American West. They made it look like, what are all those dancers that those guys in New York who wear bow ties and not much else? Remember that from back in the day? That's what all these fucking cowboys in that movie look like. They're all running around in chaps and no shirts. There's all these allusions to homosexuality throughout the movie. To which Mark Maron said, I think that's what the movie's about. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. I was going to ask what Mark Maron's response was. Pretty much that. And then he goes oh, on. To and say, Mark Maron loves Jane movies like he oh, <laughs> talks about that stuff all the time. And so then Sam Elliott goes and turns it on Jane Campion, the director up for best director, female director. He says, what the fuck does this woman? She's a brilliant director, by the way. I love her. Her previous work. Uh, but what the fuck does this woman from down there, New Zealand, know about the American West? And again, worth noting, it is based on a book that was written by a rancher in the in like in Montana. So it was written by a cowboy and Sam Elliott is from Sacramento. He lives in Malibu. He is no cowboy. Yeah. What does he know about cowboys? Exactly. I mean, so, just like 40 years of playing them, but I need that doesn't make you a cowboy. Yeah. Well, OK, I'm not a doctor. Sure. I play one on TV. Yeah. What? I'm oh, sorry. What, the little aside about like, I love her movies. Was that you, Grace? Or was that him? That was him. Yeah. He said that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, my yeah, God. He said basically. um, Yeah, he basically was saying that being gay is antithetical to being a cowboy. Yes. And, and he also at the a end woman mentions, from New Zealand knows nothing. At the end, he also was like, you know, I've been out there with them and it's just families, you know, it's not even just men. It's like families. So he's also antiquated or he's also like making this analogy that if you're gay, you can't families. It's like, yes, right. We're it's like like everything about this, this hill to die on. Yeah, right. it's all like casual homophobia. He's saying it like he doesn't know that it's homophobic to be like, well, it's not homophobic, but it's not believable. Cowboys aren't gay. Yeah. And right. Like, that's a fact. And he also this is another great quote. Where's the Western in this Western? I mean, Cumberbatch never got out of his fucking chaps. He had two pairs of chaps, a woolly pair and a leather pair. And every fucking time he would walk in from somewhere, he was never on a horse. Maybe once he'd walk into the fucking house, storm up the fucking stairs, go lay in his bed in his chaps and play his banjo. It's like, what the fuck? What? So that is so funny. I'm sorry. Also, okay, I get, I guess, maybe the fact that he, like, never rode a horse or whatever. But, like, are it No, chaps he does ride a horse okay, in the movie. So like, I've seen the movie. Are it chaps, like, the go-to cowboy uniform? So I don't understand that critique. Well, also, I think there's a difference between... And he's an actor, so he should know this. There's a difference between what an actual cowboy would wear and what is compelling on a movie screen. Yeah. Right. And, like, yeah. interesting for costume design. You know, right. movies don't have to be realistic, Sam. Right. Yeah, I think it also there's a lot of implications because the character is mask portrayed. Like, I don't think 
I think if we were to dissect that movie, I don't think the other characters know that he's gay. Yeah. I think they're like, oh, he's just working out there all the time with the cows and shit. That's crazy. And he has this like whole gay side gig going on. But it's not even blatantly gay because the character in the movie makes homophobic comments. Yeah. So he's obviously not out and protecting his own sexuality. But men on their own, aren't they sort of outwardly sexual? Like if a bunch of dudes are hanging out, they're going to take their shirts off and they're going to play in the stream. Like that's just like what dudes do. And then it's not gay until someone like accidentally hugs them too long. Then all of a sudden it's gay and they have to put their shirts back on. So I think Jane did a really great job of playing this line of like what it is to be a man and to express yourself. But there are these boundaries that that you you have to stay within. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a very fine line of homoerotica. Yes. And and I feel like it totally was lost on Sam Elliott. Well, and also not for nothing. Wasn't one of the village people a cowboy like there's a long history of like cowboys as gay icons, too. Yes. Of the gay community, like reclaiming cowboys in a way. And this is like a conversation that happened with Brokeback Mountain. It's like grow up like like we're beyond that now. Yeah. And it feels like he's trying to like. He he knows that saying like it was too gay for me is homophobic. So he tries to hide behind this comment of like, oh, it's not they're not very like that's not what the West is like. like that's not realistic. Like, yeah. You right. know, well, you, what he's doing and I thought about this because I'm an 1883 fan. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I know what kind of a lot of people who like those shows and he's virtue sig- signaling to his fans and people who watch. Yellowstone in 1883. That's like, I'm one of the good ones because there's a large. Yeah, there's a large set of Republicans and conservatives who are watching those TV shows. So he's also. Oh, yeah. In a way, a spokesperson for that fandom. He wants to make it clear whose side he's on. Exactly. And it's. It's not the gays. All right, Courtney, you have to tell me Miss Ukraine did not join the army. Yes, that is correct. So last week I saw my girl, Kathy Griffin, post a picture um, of a very beautiful woman holding uh, an assault rifle, what appears to be an assault rifle. And she was like, Miss Ukraine. Oh, this is amazing. Melania would never or whatever. And I was like, okay, because, you know, she has like a huge beef with the Trumps. Um, Understandably. I mean, so do I. Uh, Mine's just less public. And I was like, what? So I looked into this and there were there was all this reporting of like Miss Ukraine joins the Ukrainian army to defend her people. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. So I like went to her Instagram. Her name is Anastasia Lena. And I looked at this photo and let me show you guys. So I see this photo and I'm like, this looks like a model taking a photo. Yeah. Like a model yeah. photo. Like this it looks, looks like, like a, a stock. Gun. It looks like a stock photo. They're like, exactly. we need a woman with a big gun. Can you just pose for that? Exactly. And so like and in her caption, originally there was something about, yeah, like stand with Ukraine. And then and she might have changed the caption, but it was something that led people to believe that she had joined the army. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nuts. Like, OK, because I've been personally very awed by all the people. I mean, the men, I guess, have no choice, but people who are staying to, like, defend Ukraine. I'm like, wow, I would just like be on the first plane out of there because I uh, there's grandmas with guns. Yeah, I, I, I like to preserve myself, which is 
you know, I should unpack it in therapy, but anyway, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like Miss Ukraine joined. And then yesterday when I was looking into it, there have been a lot of corrections issued that she actually just like, it, it was just like a model photo. Like she, she had staged the photo. This is not a real gun. It is just like an air airsoft gun, or I don't even know. I don't know much about guns. It's a fake gun. And she was talking about how she was just basically trying to inspire people to, you know, join, join the Ukrainian army, defend the Ukrainians. Um, but that she herself did not actually join the military. She was trying to make her own propaganda. Yeah. She, her, her recent, um, response to people being confused about her being in the military was I am not a military, just a human. I guess there's some typos or some translation errors, but do current situation. I want to talk. I'm not a military, just a woman, just normal human, just a person like all of the people of my country. I'm also an airsoft player for years, AKA the, that explains the gun. And this whole thing is just so silly to me. I wonder if she's even still in Ukraine. I don't want to like give her shit or anything, but just the fact that she went from being like, Oh my God, look at this beautiful woman joining the army to like, oh, no, 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 no. It was staged. It was just like such a funny arc for me because at first I was like going to talk about how she joined the military and how iconic it was. But it turns out it was all just staged, which was my instinct when I saw the photo because no one looks that pretty in a war-torn country <laughs> when they joined the army. Astute observation. It was obviously <laughs> not a war photo. That is like if America were to go to war, that would be like a new TikTok trend is like having a gun somewhere. It yes. looks like it looks like if JC Penny started selling guns. Literally. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it's like I I don't know when she took this photo because she looks like she's in front of like a building that has has seen better days. Don't know if it was actually destroyed recently or if she just found like a deserted lot. It's just like so silly. I, I was thinking about like the reverse, like if that happened in America, it'd be like it's so normalized in a bad way. Yeah, like you you almost like I feel more empathy for the Miss Ukraine here because I'm like, she's just really like try, probably trying to just like rally people. And she okay. has people who are like, this would be great for your Instagram but then, like, if that happened in America, like Miss America posted with a gun, I'd be like, God, America's fu so fucking stupid. I don't know. Yes. If she's trying to rally people. I think if this were in America and we were in a war, Addison Ray would post a photo with a gun and she would say, freedom never goes out of style. That's why I'm partnering with guns and ammo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she, it would be sponsored in America. She'd be like, get the new limited edition Addison Ray gun. Oh, God. Oh, oh, my God. And people would buy it. You know, it's funny. Maybe I'm back. True. I'd get it. I, I would get a Taylor Swift gun. Oh, my God. And she would come out with like one that matches the sweater, the folklore sweater. Exactly. You know, you get a scarf. <laughs> you get a Jody's, scarf. That Jody holds sells the gun. a scarf. Yeah, you get a scarf with oh. a gun holster. Bridget, you have to tell me Pat Sajak defends dummies on Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, so uh, this was this was a fun one because I kind of caught it in real time. This was so funny. Yeah, so Tuesday, a 
a clip from that night's broadcast wheel fortune went viral it's like a 10 minute long video where people are trying to guess another feather blank in y o blank r blank a blank so i this was driving me nuts because i was like is it an age thing is it does this show like you went to public school or not because it it looks very obvious, I think, for most of us, it's another feather in your cap. Mm-hmm. And one person did guess another feather in your hat, which was a terrible guess because there's already two T's on the board. So if there was a T in hat, you would have had a dumbass. Yeah, so don't <laughs> solve if you don't know. Exactly. Oh, my God. I would have done that. You guys are so mean. I would have 100 <laughs> percent done that. I will so, say or I would someone- have said like another feather in your cup. I would have said something so you stupid. Had the a. You had the, the a. a was already there. Okay, okay, okay. I will Hats. say, as someone who famously auditioned for Wheel of Fortune once, the pressure is real. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was explaining that to a friend the other day. I was like, my friend Grace auditioned, and I was like, and they loved her personality, but it was just like, she but could I couldn't not solve, solve the puzzles, puzzles. <laughs> which is so, which is so indicative of my entire life. Oh man, that's. But to funny. be fair, I was set up for failure, and I'm sorry to go go off. Uh, off topic but this is oh, a quick one no that's good no that's you're good on to topic yeah. what they do in the audition is you you spin a wheel and you like and they call on people to guess like you don't they're like oh number 15 you get to guess now and it was a before and after puzzle and it was snap crackle pop quiz but when i got called on we already had snap crackle pop and i can't oh, and i can't guess a vowel because I would have to buy one. So I'm supposed to guess Q or Z. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. But that's thinking fair. about it now, I'm like, well, of course, it's Snap Crackle Pop quiz. What sayings have pop? No, but that's really hard. But what, so I'm I saying think the pressure fair. is what it is. As someone but you, you have can't... in your cap, like, you know, it's in your something that's a three letter word with an A that I would probably get to cap. I, I will say as someone who can't even solve the puzzles from the comfort of my couch with the pressure not on. I can't imagine being on this show. Yeah. And so Pat Sajak, right? Yeah. He he decides he needs to make a statement about this. Which is so silly. It's at when least I I did see this and I was wondering if it was a joke. Like I was like, is he really saying this? Okay, sorry, Bridget, go it's on. It's not a joke. No, he he hundred percent is. And it was at least five tweets is how he makes this statement. And he basically basically says what you guys have already said, that it's a very high pressure. It's different with the TV on you. And here's what's the irony about Pat Sajak, though, saying this. You may not remember. I definitely didn't. It was my partner who made this point. It's very funny that Pat Sajak can stick up for contestants on Wheel of Fortune for being in a high pressure situation, but he could not do the same for President Obama. And he actually wrote several editorials about how bad Obama was doing, including one called Opposed to Obamacare, then you must be racist. And that was sarcasm. I'm anti Pat Sajak in general. I didn't Um, know he did that. I know. I I think he, first of all, there's so much to unpack here. (laughs) Number one, this should have been our main segment. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, number one, Wheel of Fortune 
is like a word puzzle. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're saving human lives. It's not that fucking important, Pat. And second of all, it's funny when they can't solve it. We're not saying they're stupid in their real lives. We're not saying they should be fired from their jobs. We're saying it's funny that he guessed hat when there were already T's up there. I guess what it comes down to for me is it really isn't that deep, Pat. It's a game show. We're going to make fun of Yeah, people. I was going to say, because if yeah. everyone got it all the time, it wouldn't be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. We all know the pressure's high. We yeah. all know that it, we all know that they're like not stupid. And sometimes you just don't see it. You're not telling us anything we don't know, Pat. The thing is, we don't care. They made a dumb mistake and it's funny. I'm laughing. I actually was considering re I was like, man, maybe I should get into Wheel of Fortune because I used to watch it with my mom. Yeah. It would come on before the news. And I was like, I could probably get into that. You know, why not? It's a fun word game. And then when my partner was like the Obama stuff, I was like, yeah, fuck that show. I'm not getting yeah. back into that. I hate Pat Sajak. The game itself is fine. I'm not that good at it. I don't care. Obviously, I didn't get on the show. So. Yeah. I am bad at it, but that doesn't keep me from watching it. So it's I only watch it if. I've already seen Jeopardy and something else is on at eight. Exactly. No, I was going to say, yeah, it has to be the like in between Jeopardy and The Bachelor or in between Jeopardy. And I don't know what else would come on. The Bachelorette. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise really just has to be between Jeopardy and some Bachelor franchise show or else I'm not watching it. I I usually tune out. That's usually when I turn to Grace and start talking to her. I'm going out of my way to I'm not going out of my way to watch Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not now. (laughs) <laughs> and they call it America's game. Nah, it is not America's game. No, no. My, uh, my partner, his biggest gripe with it is that they always introduce the stars of Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak and Vanna White. And he's like, the stars should be the contestants, not the hosts. <laughs> that's what Alex think- Trebek said about Jeopardy. Oh, I love Alex Trebek. And see, that's why they R. don't R. make P. it like that anymore. They don't make them like that. Yeah. Pour some out. Jeopardy oh. is America's game. Jeopardy is America's game. Grace, you have to tell me Madonna boot camp. So a new Madonna biopic is in the works because Hollywood loves biopics now. I don't really care. Biopics I find are either bad or okay. Yeah, I've never say, seen a biopic that I was going to say hit or miss, but usually it's like either horrid or just like, ah, okay. It's usually miss or fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually exactly. stuff that you're like, not oh, this all came up in the first Google search. Yeah, like right. I don't learn I anything new. This. Yeah, or they I could take have a weird, put together like, the emotional connection. They take like a weird yeah. artistic spin on it, and it's like, okay, yeah, they need you to know they didn't like their dad. <laughs> exactly, it's like okay, newsflash: no one likes their dad. <laughs> like you're not special. <laughs> so, if my dad my- is listening, I do like my dad. Although the Tina Turner biopic that holds up. I watched that recently. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's very rare exceptions, but at the end of the day, a biopic is a biopic is a biopic, but it only makes sense that they're going to make a Madonna biopic. She is involved because she, of course, is not going to stay out of it. Exactly. The word on the street is that this is like the role in Hollywood that everyone wants right now. And that they're seeing basically anyone who wants to be seen for it. Like they're seeing a bunch of actresses for it. And the actresses that make the 
first cut, like basically any people who like they're considering actually for the role have to go to Madonna boot camp. It is called grueling. What it is, um, is basically the actresses do like 11 hour sessions with Madonna's choreographer and then even more choreography with Madonna herself. And it just goes on. It's been going on for months, basically. This, okay. which I just think at a certain point, haven't you seen what you need to see? Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> it's like if they, I would understand if they were down to a couple people doing this for like a day. And then once they choose the one person, then Train she can go to Madonna. I think Madonna is too much of a narcissist. She, if she is, she is involved, she's going to have the best biopic and she's going to make sure that she finds someone just as deranged as her <laughs> to work with. Yeah. Her. They're also doing basically, you know, like readings, singing auditions, whatever, whatever. One source says you have to be able to do everything. And then once someone does get cast, they are going to go through months of intense training before even starting production, because basically the biopic ends with her 1990 blonde ambition tour. Anyway, so there were. Oh, real quick. There were blinds when this project first started. There was tons of blinds, but one of them was that she wanted to play herself. Yes, I remember this. No. And everyone was like, Madonna. Oh my God, what? <laughs> she's like, how old is she? She's like 80? She, she's in her 60s, I yeah, think. Yeah, oh. I think she's like in her <laughs> 60s. Sorry, Madonna. Okay, that's um, ridiculous though, girl. I'm glad someone talked her off that ledge. So yeah. here's That's who's, deranged. So here's who's in the running. A bunch of names have been released, but it's looking like kind of finalists as far as Cosmo puts it is Julia Garner, Florence Pugh, Alexa Demi, Odessa Young, Emma Laird, BB Rexa, and Sky Ferreira. So here's what I want to say about these finalists. I think I don't care for Julia Garner. I love Florence Pugh, but not for this. I want this to be Alexa Demi. She is the only level of crazy that will match Madonna's level of crazy. I don't even know who Alexa Demi is. Yeah, can you tell us? Alexa Demi is on Euphoria. She plays Maddie. And the big... Oh, Oh, that's great. I know. I I think you made a good point. And what's fascinating about her is that no one really knows how old she is. Yes. That's why she's even more perfect. She's fascinating because she's such an enigma. So she's so beautiful, great actress, star power, but mysterious enigma, crazy. That's the, you got her. She has Madonna vibes. She does. Um, that's also great. Cause one of the blinds I heard was that Madonna was trying to cast somebody lesser known. So that's, that's already great. And that her biggest thing was that they had to be able to sing and perform. Sure. So I, I'm a hundred percent on, um, Alexa Demi's side here. I kind of love the concept of someone like Sky Ferreira or BB Rexa just for the sheer laughs. Oh, yeah. BB Rexa would be fucking funny. Who's a uh, Sky Ferreira? She's like a pop star. I think she's only released like one album and she's very like popular among lesbians, to my knowledge. <laughs> OK, That's it's interesting I- that they're going like either like renowned actress like Florence Pugh or like total pop star. Like BB yeah. Rexa, which is like, why I don't think very... Florence Pugh's right for it. No, I love her, but I can't imagine her playing this role. Mm-hmm. Also, I think if you have as much star power as someone like Florence Pugh, your name is just going to be in the bucket. Like 
Yeah. Right. You're going to get, you're gonna get that yeah. audition. Exactly. Yeah. You might as well audition for it. I, we talked about this off mic, but I feel like they're casting Julia Garner in everything right now. And I'm not sure why my thing about yeah. my thing about celebrities in general is if someone's like a breakout celebrity, I want to feel like there's a reason they broke out. And I cannot for the life of me figure out how Julia Garner broke out because she just does not move the needle for me. I didn't even know what she looks like. And I kept being like, Julia Garner, isn't she like 40? But I was thinking of <laughs> Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. So I was like, why is she playing? <laughs> in it? It's so weird, so weird. Then I looked it up and I was like, I don't know who this woman is, but she has great hair. Anyway, I was watching. She does inventing Anna and my boyfriend was sitting on the couch as he sometimes does to make fun of whatever I'm watching. And uh, I was like, I'm trying to figure out if the accent is supposed to be bad. Like, I just can't figure it out. And like a few seconds later, he just goes, yeah, I'm trying to figure out if the acting is supposed to be bad. Which is why Alexa Demi is perfect. Alexa Demi for Madonna. Love you, queen. Okay, let's move on to the middle segment, which this week is engagements. We have a handful. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) We have a handful of celebrities. Wedding bells. Ding, 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 ding. Um, well, you know, wedding bells just can't be cowboys. Um, (laughs) so thank you. Thank you. It's a callback. She's smart. We have a handful of high profile engagements this week, starting with Sydney Sweeney. So I am no better than a man. I am in love with Sydney Sweeney. She's gorgeous. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a huge fan of her. I just think she's such a great actress, but also she's so beautiful and down to earth. So I am in the Sydney Sweeney hive. I'm also in the Cassie hive still. Um, for <laughs> watchers of Euphoria, and Sydney Sweeney got engaged. It's funny because they don't have like a photo of her getting proposed to. They have a photo of her just out and about with her engagement ring. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Oh, it's pretty. It's huge. Oh, holy that's cow. Humongous. So she's engaged to her longtime boyfriend. Her boyfriend's name is Jonathan Devino. And here's the kind of weird part of it. She's so Sydney Sweeney is 24. Jonathan Devino is 37. Okay. And they have been linked to each other since 2018. And so if you want to do the math, that means Sydney met him when she was 20 or 21. Oh, okay. Oh boy. So that's like weird. I mean, again, age is but a number. Well, there's like, you know, there's levels to creepiness, Mm -hmm. but it's a little weird because she's got this very sexualized persona big boobs but when he met her when he met her it was pre-euphoria or maybe they were filming euphoria at the time they met who knows they were first photographed together in october 2018 and euphoria didn't premiere until 2019 mid 2019 so and she wasn't like a big actress blowing up before that she had guest spots here and there right so like not sure how they met. He is not in the entertainment industry. I was going to ask what his deal was. Okay. His family owns a 14th round and final bell. I don't know what those are. Um, it's a device technology and packaging company. 
I have no more information than that. But he's non he's non entertainment industry. And she says, you know, she's made a comment on it to Cosmo. She was on the cover of Cosmo. Love her. She says that she doesn't date people in the spotlight. Well, girl, you've only dated this one guy publicly. Yeah. So when, since you were in the spotlight. So you can't say you don't do it. Right. Um, you just haven't yet. She says, I don't date actors or musicians or anyone in entertainment because I can just be normal Sid that way and it's easiest. I have a great support system. So basically, I mean, she's been linked with this guy forever. She's now like really blowing up because she was great in Euphoria season one. She was great in The White Lotus and she got even more to do in Euphoria season two. So it's all on the up and up for Sydney Sweeney. But it is a little weird that her fiance is so old. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. big age difference. It feels like some sort of groomy situation. It feels Especially, like maybe it wasn't creepy for her, but it's definitely creepy for like a 30 year old. But that's why right. that's the thing. Like as somebody who dated a lot of older men <laughs> when I was in my early <laughs> okay, 20s. Brag. Um, well, I mean, and that was like my first boyfriend was in college and I was in high school and I was purposely dating someone in college because I was like, I don't want my high school peers to know what I'm doing with who. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. I like dating older. And then I just kind of continued that a little bit in college. And the thing that I realized in college was, oh, there's a reason why these older men are like single and why they want to date or sleep with me. And I was very aware of of that and so like for me at that age I was like well it's fine because I'm aware so I felt like I was like empowered yes yeah but looking back now as someone in my 30s it's like it doesn't even fucking matter how I what my perspective on it was because at the end of the day I was still hanging out with fucking creeps (laughs) yeah I do think the like fact that she met him when she was like 20 or 21 and that means he was like 33 or 34 that's like even creepier to me well and we talked about I think we talked about Billie Eilish on this podcast before and her older boyfriend that it's a little bit different because she was in the public spotlight for so long she definitely has a maturity at a younger age than some people do yeah but Sydney Sweeney didn't have that same thing because she hadn't really blown up yet so I think there was still this um youngness to her I mean again if you're happy you're happy not really my business I know I wonder how they met celebrity I was going to say, maybe she lied about her age until Euphoria came out. So they met. So. She was like, I'm 32. And he's like, okay, weird flex. And then when Euphoria was coming out, she's like, by the way, I lied to you. And it made their relationship stronger. That's what I would like to believe. So it's less creepy. I don't believe that. <laughs> All right. Another engagement of a younger actress to a Older, older man, man, I think Joey King. Yeah, I was going to say it's a interesting comparison because Joey King, who is 22, got engaged to her boyfriend. She's been dating for two years. Um, uh, he is 30, so not as big, but still pretty big age gap. OK, and his name is Stephen Pitt. So they what's met, his deal? Yeah. So he's a director. They met. So this might actually also be creepy. Did he direct a movie she was in? He did not direct a movie. He directed a couple episodes of The Act, the show on HBO that she was in as uh, Gypsy Rose Rose. Blanchard. (laughs) Um, And he he also executive produced it or something. And that's how they met, which was also if you do the backwards math. She was probably like 19 or 20 or 
younger because they've been dating for two and a half years. And if she's 22 now, she's probably 22, 20 so that means 19. she is like 19 and a half years old. Um, She's also been acting. Yeah, I was going to say she was a kid, though, right? Yeah, she's yes. been like a child star. And but there's so that's my first argument was like, oh, well, she was a child star. So she's got this same Billie Eilish maturity thing. But I feel I mean, there's two sides to this. Number one, if a man sees me doing a Gypsy Rose Blanchard voice and wants to marry me, he must really love me. Number two, <laughs> you're attracted to me like this. Yeah, that's true. a red flag. <laughs> and, well, and if he what the fact that they met while working together. Yeah. Also has like that creepy power vibes. Right. Like, I mean, telling her she's doing great. That's always going to be there. I mean, it's so maybe tricky. we can meet later to talk about the script. I know oh, it's so you want to drink You're stuff not old like enough? that I'll, because I'll it's get like for you anyways. She that is true. But also she might have been into it the whole time. But again, it's creepier for him. But if you yeah. do the backwards math on him, then he was like. 28 or 27. I'm also wondering if this guy's some nepotism, bro. Like, how is he directing an episode of an HBO show at 27? Oh, yeah, he's a nepo. They're all nepos. They're all, yeah, once <laughs> once we accept that every single person who succeeds has some nepotism connection, we're all much happier we can, with our lives. We can all live happier. Well, so uh, I, I was going to say, so I read this. I did not know who Stephen Piet is. Um, and then I looked him up, and he is unfortunately very cute. And very young Unfortunately. looking. Well, like in so like insofar as that, I find it hard to not ship them. Like I also I, feel I like think that he's very cute. I also feel like um Joey King, it's not like she's like dated a lot, but she's dated plenty. And oh, I guess he's not that much older. She famously dated Jacob Elordi, but he's only 24, which I always forget because he seems old. Old. Cause he's six, yeah. five and I want to have sex with him. So. Oh, whoa. That's tall. Um, I know. So she posted on her Instagram, these photos. I want to show you just a picture of him so that you can see, look, he's cute. Yeah. I think hmm. he's very attractive. Like he's normal, cute. Not I think like... I would. I think he's normal, cute. I wouldn't yeah. say he's super cute. Okay, he's well, not, yes, yes, he's not okay. the sort of cute where you're like, oh my God, he's too good looking. I feel so like you're overhyped. Weird. <laughs> no. Okay. Sorry. I think maybe I'm having this very emotional response because he is very normal looking like cute, normal guy that I would not be intimidated by at the bar. Well, not yeah. to be, um, I don't know, misogynist. Joey King's pretty normal looking too. She's not that hot. Okay. That's true. I, I'm obsessed with the way she looks like every like time I see her something. Yeah. I'm There's like something about her that bugs me. me. More. <laughs> Yeah, I, it, I was that Joey way, King. and then I think I fell in love with her through like Ryan Murphy. What did she do in Ryan Murphy? She was in Election. Oh, is that what's what? called? No, that's no, not the politician. Called. Is what you're the politician? Of? Yeah, I don't think she was in the politician. I think she is. Are you thinking of the person who played the Gypsy Rose Blanchard stand-in? Oh, you know what? That, that was Zoe Deutsch. You're right. I like Zoe Deutsch. You're that's thinking of? Oh, I like Zoe Deutsch too. Yeah, there's something about uh, Joey King that I just don't like, but I support her being happy. She does do um, a lot of terrible projects. And I just wanted to show you guys. No, her, I'm looking at her. I'm yeah. Her, she, did, uh, she did three kissing booths. Her ring, I think, is very beautiful. It looks just is that a diamond? Is it just like, like an oblong? So this is what it's called. It's called a mobile, um, which takes cues from both a marquee and oval cut diamond. 
Um, and it is set sideways instead of up and down, which is what makes it look so unique. Huh. I like it better than the princess diamond. I'm tired of seeing yeah. that. I shit. think I appreciate <laughs> it, but I wouldn't like it on my finger. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it is wide. Yeah. Feels... No, it's not for me, but I think it's pretty. Yeah, I think it's like, I was actually very taken by how pretty I thought it was. It um it also includes a larger epaulette cut diamond and baguette diamonds with darker oh. side stones, which I like baguette diamonds a lot, but I was reading that they chip easily. Oh, huh. I, I didn't know baguette diamonds were even a thing. They sound delicious. And this ring was is probably worth like 30K. Wow. Or, oh, yeah. Or, sorry. Sorry. I misspoke. 120K. I was like, it's got to be more than that. Yeah, Yeah, no, no. There's a similar design. I was reading the wrong sentence. A similar design available online for 30K, but this one was probably worth 120, which is crazy. And so, yeah, so they met when he was directing some of the act. They seem happy. Her her Instagram post about it was like really cheesy. It was, um, let me read the caption. I never knew happiness could be so powerful that it could take the air from your lungs, overwhelming every part of you that can't help but feel your eyes well from the undeniable joy. I never knew that a person's presence and heart could feel like a real home. I never knew love could be so unquestionably beautiful. I never knew until you. The date was 2-2-22 when you asked me to marry you and made me the luckiest lady alive. I love you more than any Instagram caption could. Oh, sorry. I love you more than an Instagram caption could ever do justice. Hanging out with you forever sounds like a real dream. So let's do it. You, you got to wait till someone's 27 to get married. That's because you got to know whether like, or not you they are manic. You got to wait for the mental illnesses to like settle, in. settle, kick in, well, get I was diagnosed. Say, like, both with Sydney Sweeney, I guess her guys like he's like edged on 40, but like with Joey King too, it's like, why, why get engaged right now? Yeah. You can, you can be together forever and wait, but maybe you can have a long engagement. That's you don't have to like engagement doesn't mean you have to get married in a year. Yeah. That's a good point. You're right. I'm just being judgmental probably because my boyfriend hasn't asked me to marry him yet. Ugh. I feel like, I mean, my opinion is you should have a long relationship or engagement before getting married, but also this is my trauma. I'm I'm like, everyone's going to get divorced anyway, so you can get married whenever you want. It can yeah, be in a year, it can be in 10 years. Yeah, we'll I hate each other in point. 50. I get- <laughs> or sooner. Well, at least have the money. Like, at least these women have the money in the bank account to oh, afford yeah. the divorces. Yeah, honestly. That's I mean, at, at this point, the, uh, I mean, if you're both rich, it's like you might as well get engaged. Yeah, I no guess that's true. There's a lot less. There's like the stakes are definitely lower. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically the tea on Joey King. And the next exciting slash troubling, I don't know, engagement is Colton Underwood, the gay bachelor himself. We talked about Colton plenty on this podcast. He's kind of reprehensible in a way. He so is. it's not like we want to keep talking about him. But this is what is shocking to me about this story. So he got engaged to his political strategist boyfriend, Jordan Brown, who I think is his first boyfriend he's had. since. I was going to ask. I think it's his first first public boyfriend. Um, He might have had a secret boyfriend before. But what's shocking in the football locker room? Yeah. But what's shocking to me about this is like. Usually I can pretty 
easily predict what a Bachelor contestant's trajectory post-show is going to be. And Colton was pretty obvious once he once he came out, I was like, okay, I think I see where this is going. Is he's going to be like, he's going to try to be a gay icon. He's going to be hot gay guy at every event for like yes. the next five years. And then eventually he's just going to like get a dog and a boyfriend and settle down. I did not think he was going to get engaged this quick. No, he this shocked, shocked me. me. This was shocking. Do you feel like maybe part of it is validation because of all the bullshit he put himself through, got a lot of backlash and now having like a partner, especially one with a ring on it. It's like saying, see, I can't be that bad. This, well, guy, also think, this guy will marry me. <laughs> I think there's like a bachelor nation thing where if you don't find anyone on the show, like people are really hyper aware of when you're getting married because oh yeah, people are like plugged in. Like you want to get married so bad, married so bad you went on a reality show. Yeah. Where's the ring? Yeah, it's like, I think that, I don't, I think there's also, I mean, this is a deeper thing to unpack. Many gay adults who had religious upbringings is like yeah. feeling like marriage is the traditional end point. Oh, and yeah. if you get to marriage, there's like some traditional path you're following. Right. You know? so, yeah. Like, or it's I like, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a part of it. Uh, he... I don't know what they're going to do. I, the, I I mean, I think he's going to try to stay in the spotlight. I don't know if this is going to be on his show. I imagine oh he's going to try to have a TV wedding if he has anything to say with it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my God. But also, Where do they, they live? I think L.A. Yeah, okay. I was like, aren't they out here? I think so. Well, they got engaged in Big Sur for a weekend trip, so I can assume. Ooh, that's a good place. I know that is. Yeah, it's very. And busy. I was like, this is very romantic. It's weird because they've been dating since this. He came out in April 2021. These two have been dating since the summer of 2021. So they haven't even been dating for a year. He hasn't even been out for a year. Right. Oh, I was going to say he came out less than a year ago. He's moving. I well, came like out publicly. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's a caveat where we're like, it, yeah, from everything you guys have told me about this guy. I would not be at all surprised if he was dating and out to select people. He was because the only reason he came out publicly was because someone had photos of him at a bathhouse and they oh, were like, yeah, I'm going to release right. these. That's right. Yeah. I don't think he was ever planning to come out until maybe he was married. I mean, I don't know what his plan was. Yeah, I he forgot about the bathhouse thing. Mm hmm. Which is fucked up that someone did that to him. Yeah, that yeah. is fucked up. That is fucked but up. But it's he also, also fucked up to stalker, stalk your ex-girlfriend. So. so right. It's like I only everyone, have so much sympathy for Colton. Everyone did. Everyone did bad things. Everyone's a bad person. Here. Everyone said things they didn't mean. <laughs> um, our main segment today is about the Ukraine president himself, Volodymyr Zelensky. There's a lot. He's obviously been in the news for obvious reasons. And I think that, first of all, we want to make sure that we're not making light of the situation, which I think is something that is kind of happening. I don't know. There's been a lot of like stuff on the Internet that I think could be now. We'll look back in a few weeks and be like, oh, that was not in good taste. There's so a lot of memes about the war that there's that are being posted by like a lot of teenagers and young adults that they're like, oh, we're coping with humor. And it's like, you're an American who lives in Oklahoma. 
You're not coping with anything. Yeah. yeah. One of the first things someone that I know said when the invasion started was, oh my God, what's going to happen to us? And I was like, what? I was like, probably nothing. Like, I, I mean, God, I hope so. But I was just like, are you not watching this? Like, it was just like so bizarre. Yeah. Um, not about but- us. So I just want to say, like, I think we're going to just be careful that we're not making light of it, you know, because it's obviously a very horrid situation and it seems to be progressing by the day. But now that we can cope with humor, let's talk about President Zelensky and what we know about him. Who wants to take it away? Well, here's what I know about Zelensky. He's the newest, um, like, I don't know, almost... He's like the newest like male figurehead for whatever current event we've had, like yes. Fauci before him. And, but what he, but he's getting a lot of positive press for basically like not leaving his yeah. country in a war for like staying Which and is fighting. honestly impressive. Like you got to hand it to him. Yeah. Joe Biden was like, please, like we'll, we'll get you out of there. And he said, no. And Joe Biden's like, oh man, I look like a pussy right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Biden's like, oh no, I, I definitely would have also stayed. I mean, I just wanted yeah. to, I was just being nice. I was just <laughs> testing you. Joe Biden's yeah. like, yeah, if someone, if there was a war in the U S I would stay, I definitely yeah. wouldn't go to a secret bunker with all the right. other rich people. Right. And I know Literally. where I'm at right now. That's what he said. He added that on there. That was weird. Yeah, he said, and I know exactly what day and year it is. In case I know you who's were president, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> Layups. Um, but he also is like the almost a foil to Trump in a way, because yeah. he was kind of a Ukrainian celebrity before becoming president. And, you know, whatever, foil. I don't know. They were both celebrities. What his celebrity background is, is he's a comedian and an actor. And what I found a fun fact about him is that he is the Ukrainian dub voice of Paddington in Paddington. Which is amazing. I learned that I'm taking a voiceover class, as we all know. And my, or maybe you all don't know. I don't know. I am taking a voiceover class. Grace definitely knows because I talk about it every Monday. I think you mentioned it, actually. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the teacher the other day was like, guys big news out of Ukraine <laughs> like you're Zelensky. like yeah there is big news out of Ukraine <laughs> I know and it was basically like big day for voiceover artists and I was like it's like girl what <laughs> I was like he dubbed Paddington okay there's a war <laughs> um this is not what we should be worrying about yeah he can also- he still do the voice while you're president or do you feel like that's a conflict of interest I think you could do whatever voice you want I just <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the voice sounds like. Uh, does he do a British accent in Ukrainian? Oh, that's a question. Because that that's got to be a thing, right? Oh, that, I guess I it would know. be. Well, I guess you yeah. have an anywhere. accent. Yeah. When you're like speaking when another language. Someone learns English from Americans or when they learn English from British. British you can tell. Different. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have um, to watch the Ukrainian dub of Paddington. This okay. This is what I think is interesting, which obviously everyone knows this, but he like either created and was on or was just on a show called Servant of the Nation, which was a Ukrainian political satire. Oh, it was created by him and produced by him. Okay, icon. 
Um, and it's basically about a teacher who unexpectedly becomes the president of Ukraine after he ranted about the current president and a student posted it on the internet and the video went viral. Very funny concept. Love that for him. I don't know how he jumped from that to actual president. And like, because I obviously have like a very bad taste in my mouth for celebrities running for president. And I really want to know what, cause he seems well-suited for the position from my perspective out here, watching him respond to what's happening. I think but- he just ran. Um, and you just have to imagine that sometimes celebrities are smarter than other celebrities. I mean, it's yeah, like Reagan. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, you're running for point. position and on all you need is like pack money behind you or however Ukraine performs their own democracy in yeah, America. I wonder- you're bought by a party and they yeah, I fund everything. If, I mean, not to idealize election systems, which are all corrupt in their own way, but I just wonder if he needed the kind of money backing that a Donald Trump or a Ronald Reagan would need, or if it was just like populist. Yeah. Who's to say? But Bridget, you have an article about five things to know. Yeah, we got five things. I want to know. It's not by People Magazine, but it would have been. I right before we did this topic, I was like, I bet People Magazine released something. I'm so if they haven't yet, I'm sure they will. And and the the one I found is on the Hill, so it might be a little dry. Well, let's see. Hill, it's like like a a political. I figured the Hill. Yeah, it's political, and they don't really follow the motif correctly. It's like. Five things to know about Ukraine's President Zelensky. Okay, so the first thing that they have that's in bold is, and it tells you nothing. He's this the is why they don't follow the motif correctly. <laughs> Entertainment was a path to prominence. Okay. okay, great. You told us nothing. But they go on to explain that Zelensky is Jewish and he grew up in the southeastern part of the Ukraine. His grandfather fought for the Soviet Union during World War II. Interesting. Um, Other family members died during the Holocaust. He entered the world of entertainment. He started his career as an actor and comedian, as we were just talking about. And this is all under the heading of what was Entertainment was the path to prominence. Yes. Fascinating. Okay, go on. And he also competed. We didn't mention this yet, right? That he competed on Ukraine's version of Dancing with the Stars in 2006. And did he did win? I don't know if he won, but it does say his clips of the routines have gone viral on social media. I saw so them I feel like they were saying good. he didn't win. Yeah, I think he didn't they win, would, but he was great. I think they would say he won if he won. Yeah, that's exactly. a good point. He was good. I will say. It's easy um, for men. He's a renaissance man. Oh, yeah. If there ever was one. Um, the next statement we have or thing to know is campaigned on peace with Russia. Mm. So he was elected president in 2019 and his campaign was about promising to negotiate peace with Russia and reduce the power of corrupt oligarchs who control too much of Ukraine's economy. Um, he played a key role in the Trump impeachment. Yes. Oh, yes. I remember this. A lot of people didn't connect these dots, but now I think everyone's kind of getting to the point where we're remembering. Oh, yeah. when, I Trump heard, impeachment. when I was listening to the reports last week and they were like, President Volodymyr Zelensky, I was like, oh my God, the impeachment guy. It like immediately clicked. I was like, he, the phone call guy? Because I was like, how do I feel yeah. about this man? Like, 
was he good to Trump? Was he bad? Like, I was like, all the things were like rolling through my head. Yeah. yeah so during a 2002, during a 2019 phone conversation, Trump urged Zelensky to help investigate then presidential candidate Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. Um, because Hunter Biden had served on the board of a Ukrainian natural gas company. And Zelensky said, no, I'm not going to fucking do that, you dumbass. Yeah, I remember when that happened before he even got impeached. I was like, why does he care so much about Joe Biden? Joe Biden's not going to win. Egg on my face. (laughs) We were so young and hopeful then. I was like, what does he know that we don't know? Because no one here likes Joe Biden. Ha ha ha. You should be investigating Bernie. Right, exactly. Yeah, girl. Uh, So the next point is he criticized U.S. warnings and response ahead of the invasion. Mm. Yeah, as he should. Oh, yeah. Like what? Why is criticism? Um, he criticized the Biden's administration's urgent warnings about Putin's plans, worrying that they would cause unnecessarily, oh, worrying that these warnings would cause a unnecessary panic. Yeah. I, okay. That's what, what really I thought. What struck me the most about the news reports when Russia first invaded Ukraine was all of the news anchors I was watching were like, and, you know, America predicted this. It's like, shut up. You don't get a prize. I Russia know. has been in Ukraine since, mm-hmm. like, the early 2000, like, when was it? Was it maybe it was 2010 that they went in? Yeah, I think that sounds right. They've been there for, like, 10 years. Well, they invaded Crimea in, like, 2014, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely around all that time. Okay. Sorry. No, that's, I my, mean, my it's, inability it's, to not correct people go on <laughs> it's good to point it out because i feel like it shows the theatrics of what is happening like mm-hmm. russia has always had the fingers in ukraine mm-hmm. and then biden gets elected and famously biden and putin have issues and so it's just like how much of this is just like a bunch of old guys trying to like talk about their dick size yeah at the risk of like school children. Mm-hmm. Right. Blows my mind. Yeah. Is that all the five things? Uh, the last one is he garnered broad support from U.S. lawmakers. Well, yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, whatever. The U.S. loves to like side with someone who's obviously in the right and be like, look at us. Right. We are smart. It's like, right. yeah, you're not siding with Putin. It's, it's a exactly. Yeah, Especially it's- if you're anti-Putin. It's like, I love the guy. It's like, Great hey, guy. like, come on. Yeah. Um, what's funny about Zelensky, and this is kind of a pattern we've been seeing a lot with men in the public eye, politicians in the public eye, really anyone in the public eye, but we've been seeing it a lot with politicians ever since Trump, because everyone now is like hotter than Trump, that they get like immediately sexualized. Totally. And- Well, this has been something that people have talked about forever. Like, I remember being a kid and they were like, you know why Bill Clinton got voted in? Because a certain percentage of white women found him very hot as a president. Well, it's like the JFK thing that pre-televised debates, Nixon was like not at all worried about JFK. And then after televised debates, it was like, oh, Nixon's going to lose because he's not as hot. Yeah, exactly. He He won't wear the gay makeup. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to wear makeup. This illusion of homosexuality. Like a 
But um, I think that he's Zelensky is the new. I saw some crazy person tweeted something like, "Just accept that every woman in your life has a crush on Zelensky." Shut up, girl. Ew. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting super weird because it's like it's 2022. Like, like why are we still sexualizing politicians? And I'm sure as great as Zelensky has been in terms of like unifying Ukraine against Russia, he's still a politician. Like, have we learned nothing? Well, and also it's like, I don't know. I feel like sexualizing politicians, and this is true of men and women, it just almost takes them off the hook of a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm I'm just like, I, I, because it's like, uh, in, in times like these, having like something to distract yourself from like the horrors is nice. And if it's like, wow, look at these like nice stories of him or, or whatever, it's like, okay, cool. I can kind of understand, but I have been thinking all week. I'm like, when is the other shoe going to drop? Like something's going to come out about how he did something corrupt or like how he did so, or maybe not, but it's like something could come out that all of a sudden makes us all of the people on the internet who are like, it's daddy Zelensky look like fucking idiots. Well, but I think people don't even open themselves up to criticism once they get to a certain point. Like mm. Fauci, I mean, there's like two schools for Fauci is like the anti-vax people are like, he's never going to be right. The pro-vax people are like, he's always going to be right. The fact is he's sometimes going to be right and sometimes, sometimes going to be wrong. wrong. Right. And yeah. by sexualizing him, you make him into a monolith that then you don't actually view him objectively. So you actually don't form any like Basically, you just take away any credibility he has to make your own picture easier. Yeah. And so it's like, Zelen- they're not opening Zelensky up to any deeper thought than he's kind of hot when he holds a gun, which right. is like, it just makes like the whole war a little bit. It makes it like a video game or a movie in a way that yeah. it's not. Yes, and, and exactly. that's the most problematic thing is like, you are working in a position where you are a servant to civilians. You are supposed to be helping people and you take away that agency when it becomes about how hot you are versus like you have literal people dying in your country. Like we should be more concerned about what are people doing and how they're doing it. Whereas like focusing on like, oh, this man made some decisions. Isn't yeah. That spicy? Also, it's like, like how low is our bar, both like politically and also just like emotionally as a country where we're like, Oh, like he's doing his job or like <laughs> he didn't oh, run he away. Didn't leave. Yeah. I was going to say he stayed. He chose it doesn't to seem stay. like he has dementia. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. Like if we're going to talk daddy issues, it's like, oh, he like he wanted to protect me. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. very low bar where it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, he should do that. So it's like because like, you know, like Joe Biden is the commander in chief. So he technically runs the army. One would hope that he would stay here to run the army. It's his literal job while he's or the military, I guess, to be more specific or less specific. I don't know what the difference is. So the military, I think, encompasses the me. army, the Navy. Yeah, he'll Marines, stay here, but he's going to be in a bunker. Yeah, yeah. he'll he's be like stay here as a friend away from any conflict. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also the biopic effect because we're seeing with like inventing Anna and this Madonna biopic and Elizabeth Holmes. It's like any big cele- any big person in 
like the current events sphere. It's like, ooh, who's going to play him in a movie? The New York Post released a tweet that was like, fans want Jeremy Renner to play Zelensky. It's unclear what the fans are of. It's unclear what they want him to play Zelensky in. Like fans there's of no, Ukraine, fans of the war, fans no of Jeremy script. Renner. There's yeah, no yeah, movie right. being made. There's there's no script. There's not even an idea of a movie. God, and you know that there is some if, like some like white college boy writing oh, it yeah. right now in LA at at a Starbucks with his laptop yeah. out. I'm gonna be a genius. Yeah. I'm gonna write about Ukraine. It's like you can't write a screenplay about this yet. Yeah, but it's Wait, there's just... no ending. <laughs> He's making it up. And there, there may not be one in our lifetime, to be honest. Yeah, seriously. Right. Not a satisfying one, at least. So it's just like sexualizing. And I, it's like putting this guy on a pedestal, which again, he's done good things. So like there are things he should be on a pedestal for, but it's like we take away any actual complexity in any issue. Yeah. When we're just like hot man, do war. Yeah. And like, here's the thing, though. Is he even that hot? I'm like trying to think. Or is he just not offensive looking? I had a friend who initially sent me this text that like, oh, I had a sex dream about uh, Zelensky. And I I thought that text to yourself, girl. Well, and I thought I didn't realize she was like and then following text, it was clear that like she really wants to bang him. But so the initial text, I was like, what does that mean? And I looked him up and I was like, OK, he just looks like a dude. He just looks like any guy. Yeah, He's not ugly. He's not ugly by any means. But I like is he like Channing Tatum or like, I don't know, who's another hot guy? Michael B. Jordan or like someone that makes my heart like palpitate again. It's like it's just more I think people get so um they just like a strong man in the spotlight. Well, it's kind of like people were like really into Beto O'Rourke when he was running against Ted yeah. Cruz. And it's like, yeah, because he's just like not Ted Cruz, but he's like dorky as fuck looking. And Ted Cruz really said Sabar pretty long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like Beto O'Rourke is like a tall man who like skateboards or whatever, but he also looks kind of dweeby. So it's like. It's just like if someone is in the public eye, it's like we want them to be a sexual icon. We can't just let them be in the public. Yeah, exactly. It's either we have to decide right away. Are we sleeping with this person or not? Yeah, right. I mean, I would sleep with Joe Biden, obviously. And I think it's fair to do that with actors, you know, because like (laughs) that's literally their job. But I don't think it's fair to do that to uh, politicians when they're supposed to be working for us. Yeah, literally. It's like they should just be doing what we want them to do, not like. Do you make us horny? Do you yeah, think don't Joe make Biden... me horny. Pay my school debt. Yeah. Do you think Joe Biden is sitting in the Oval Office talking to like his advisors? And he's like, I don't understand. Why are they not sexualizing me? He's like, but... should I bring back the aviators? I was going to say, think about it, though. <laughs> like back when he was the vice president and he he was like Uncle That's Joe. Not, yes. it's not like as sexy, but he like had his sunglasses and they when definitely he... had like a glean to him that was like. Or that one when he was vice president, when he was vice president, people sexualized him when when he was running this time. I knew a bunch of boomers who were like, oh, we got the aviators just like Joe. We're cool like Joe. And it's like, Joe's not cool. I'm sorry I have to tell you this. He did like a magazine cover or there was some there was a while where he was kind of trying to do what Mitt Romney tried to do, which is run as like an all American like. Yeah. America's dad thing. Yeah. And then he realized that wasn't working because he's too old. <laughs> he was like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, he's like, I'll be America's, America's grandpa. grandpa. I'll, I'll just put a suit on. <laughs> no one wants to see me in jeans. Oh, you know, Joe Biden in jeans. No, thanks. You want me to remember my name? Ugh. God, Obama, okay. on the other hand. 
he can still get it. I'll say it. That man can get it. He's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, I think he can get it. I could do no. it without the bomb strikes in Syria. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you said it. I was thinking it. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Something about, you know, when a man bombs civilians, that's a turnoff for me. It's not getting anything wet down <laughs> that's here. A, that's put a it in your, put it in your on, hinge profile. Yeah, if I'm on the dating apps and someone says, <laughs> hinge, like, my favorite. Hinge bio. I will never blow up a country. <laughs> There's a, there's a hinge from that's like top 10 countries I would blow up. It's like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, use no. that prompt. You're not for me. Swipe left. Well, that is our show for you this week. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Grace Piper. Uh, Bridget, where can everybody find you? Same platforms at Bridget underscore suck it. How about you, Courtney? You can find me on Instagram at C underscore Doisy and on Twitter at The Real Doisy. And you can find this podcast at The Gossier on both Instagram and Twitter. In our link in bio, you can find the submission form for gossip. And if it's hot gossip, we'll talk about it. That'll also be in the show notes. Uh, you can join our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash The Gossier. You can get a shout out. You can get a newsletter. You can get, you can kind of like choose your own adventure on the Patreon. And we would love your support. Finally, please rate and review us. Give us five stars and kind words so that other people find this podcast and know that we're hot as fuck. Until next time, that's the Gossier. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.